0: Hello everyone out there, and welcome and thank you for coming here to Love Joy in Languages, a podcast about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. I'm your host, Heidi, and wow, we're already at the end of September, about to enter the last quarter of the year. And I'm also coming up on the last quarter of Season 3 of Love, Joy, and Languages podcast, which means that it's time for you listeners to start thinking about your language learning wins so that I can share them in the Season 3 finale episode. I love ending each season of the show with an episode dedicated to celebrating your language learning wins. And based on the show's stats the last two seasons, the finale celebration episode is a listener favorite. So start thinking about something you've accomplished or just done in your languages. No matter how big or seemingly small, I want you to share your language learning wins with me, and I will give you a shout out in the season finale and celebrate those wins on the show. You can reach me through a direct message on Instagram at love.joyinlanguages or or on X, previously known as Twitter, at lovejoy underscore lang, and I'll put those in the show notes, but send me a message by Tuesday, October 24th with your proudest achievement, and we will celebrate you in the season finale. If you're thinking, I'd love to do this, but I don't know what I could share, or I don't feel like I'm making progress worth sharing, or I haven't done anything big, Then go back to episodes 20 and 40, the previous season finales, and listen to what others shared because there really is nothing too small, and it's so exciting to listen to the variety of accomplishments other language learners share. I promise you will be inspired and motivated to share your own achievements. Now, switching gears to today. I've recently had some ideas about building habits slash routines that I want to share. Now, I say habits slash routine because there's an important difference between the two, even though they're often used interchangeably. So I'll start there. Habitual actions and routine actions are both things that are regularly repeated, but habits are automatic, usually done with little or no thought, and a routine is a series of steps or actions that we regularly follow. Some actions within our routines can be habitual, and routine actions can turn into habits, but everything we do frequently and repetitively isn't necessarily a habit. And this is really important because I think a lot of times when we talk about creating habits or turning something into a habit, what we really mean is that we want to make it a part of our everyday routine. But habits, by definition, are generally automatic. They're in response to some cue, and we don't give them much thought, if any at all. We just do them. So the unspoken implication here is that habits are, quote, easy, in the sense that we don't expend much mental energy, including them in our daily lives. We just do them. Routine actions, on the other hand, require some effort. But here's the thing. In general, people talk pretty freely about turning things into habits as if it's a really easy thing to do. Just do it over and over for three weeks straight and boom, habit. But I think that's a dangerous misconception that can set us up for failure and disappointment more often than it leads to success. And it all comes down to expectations. I've absolutely made something a part of my routine every single day for months, and yet it never became a habit. It was easy to stop doing that thing once I reached my goal or when my life situation changed working out comes to mind here. There are so many phases of my life when I've had a great daily workout routine that I stuck with for months, even a year or more, but then something changed and the routine was broken and it was difficult to get back into the repeated action of working out. The opposite of this is also true. I've started new habits with absolutely no lead time at all, All they took was one external cue, and voila, I habitually started doing the thing without even thinking about it. Like, when I was about 10 years old, I started blinking my eyes really hard when I got stressed. It was an automatic response to stress cues. I didn't even notice that I was doing it until my mom pointed it out after one of my basketball games when she'd seen me doing it out on the court every time I got the ball. It was, and actually still is, a nervous habit that automatically happens in response to a cue, a stressful situation, but that takes a ton of intentional energy to stop doing. Okay, so why does any of this matter, Heidi? I just want to streamline my language learning by making it something I do every day or most days without it feeling like so much effort. Who cares if that's a habit or a routine? Just help me do it. Here's the thing. It doesn't really matter if we call our language learning activities habits or routines, if we're getting it done, right? We don't have to label everything always. But words matter, and the words we use can have implications that we don't really consider, but that impact our perception of the outcome. Like I said before, habits are more on the automatic side, and so the underlying implication here is that they are relatively effortless when it comes to mental energy exerted in the decision-making and actioning processes. Performing a habitual action takes little to no decision-making. We just do it. So when I say I want to make language learning a habit, or I want to make a specific language activity like reading or talking to myself or doing an app or flashcards, whatever into a habit, there's perhaps an underlying expectation that it'll eventually be easy. Just do it over and over and eventually it'll become automatic. And in the end, if I successfully turn this action into a habit, then yes, getting started and doing the thing will feel easy. It'll be automatic and I won't have to spend any mental energy deciding whether or not to do it. I'll just do it. But getting to that point is a whole other story. I first have to build this action into a routine, something I intentionally do every day or most days. And depending on how good I am at building routines, side note, I'm not, this may take more effort than I realize. I may need to really dig deep to connect with my reason and motivation for doing the thing. I may need to make it fun and interesting. Come up with creative ideas for doing it even when I don't want to in the moment. If I miss a few days, I need to have a plan for getting back to it. Because the implications of not doing all this are that I will fail at doing it habitually. Not doing the work to know and connect with my why. Not making the thing an activity that entices me and is enjoyable. And not having a plan to avoid giving up when I miss a few days will inevitably lead to me not turning this thing into an automatic habit, which tells me that I failed, right? I failed to make a habit of this language learning activity, and that's a very slippery slope into telling myself all sorts of other negative things, like I fail at language learning, or I'm not a language learner, or I'm never going to learn the language. But let's back up here. What if, instead of making my language activity a habit, I set out to make it part of my routine? When we talk about routines, we often talk about being in routine and out of routine. And the implication is that it takes some effort to build a routine and some decision-making to stay in it. And that other life circumstances that may be out of our control also affect our routines. We know that if we want to routinely get up and go for a run, we have to have some motivation for doing so. We have to have the desire and a bit of discipline We have to make an executive decision to do the thing every morning. We know that about getting into a routine. Using the word routine here quite literally changes the expectations we inadvertently put on ourselves. So if we miss a day of running or completely fall off the wagon for a few weeks, we know it's because it was hard to begin with and we're maybe a bit more willing to give ourselves some grace and a bit of space for working to get back into that routine. Adding some language activity into our routines still takes work. It may still take effort to identify and connect with our why, make it fun and enticing, and have a plan for getting back into it after some time off, but with a routine, those things are to be expected. And expectations absolutely posture us for feeling successful, or at least hopeful, or for feeling like a failure and all the other negative things. So whether you use the word habit or the word routine to describe your repetitive and frequent language learning actions doesn't really matter, unless the use of that word brings with it unidentified expectations that may leave you feeling like you're failing. Now, I needed all of this prelude just to get to the main thing that I really wanted to get out today. It all started with thoughts on habit building, which led me to question if I'm really trying to build a habit or if it'd be more accurate to say I'm adding something into my routine. And the topic snowballed from there. But now that the mentality and expectation talk is out of the way, here's what I've been mulling over lately. For many years, my habit slash routine building has come from a place of all or nothing. And anything I ever do from a place of all or nothing will inevitably go in the direction of nothing. I really want to do something regularly, I get a plan in place, go all in and start doing it, then the next thing I know, I've let some days slide or maybe I'm not fully doing it to the level I was in the beginning, so I stop. In my mind, I'm not succeeding because I'm not doing it to my full expectation. Therefore, what's the point of putting more energy into this thing if the result is that I'm just going to feel like I'm failing? The real problem here isn't that I can't stick to something though. It's that adding things into my daily or weekly life is hard. It's hard to change my routine. It's hard to add something else to my plate even though I have incredible desire and motivation for it. And sometimes, or most of the time really, the thing is too big to just plop down into my life. So the thing I'm striving for right now is to go smaller. Anything I want to change about my life has to start from the first, tiniest step. And when that step is a routine or a habit, when it feels easy or at least doesn't require a lot of toiling and decision-making, then I can increase the thing to the next step. The example that brought this to the forefront of my brain is reading. Reading in my target languages for myself and also reading with and to my kids, especially in German. Part of making reading fun and also saving money is going to the library. So, in my mind, I envisioned taking my kids to the library every week, We have two local libraries, and the one that's walking distance for us is open one day a week. So that makes it easy to pick a day for making this a weekly routine thing we do. So I envisioned us walking down there once a week after school. We each choose a book or two, then we read together every night. They teach me some German words from the books because they understand way more than I do. And it's just a thing that we do. And I decided this is exactly what was going to happen. But what really happened? It rained, or it was too hot, and the kids didn't want to walk to the library. After complaining and coaxing, we drove down. But then my son just wanted to borrow board games, my daughter couldn't choose a book, and I didn't find anything interesting at my reading level. But we managed to make it back home with some books. I think we read one of the kids' books that afternoon, but then the books sat on the nightstand until time to return them, unread. Some version of this happened every week for a few months, We definitely read some books, but because we weren't reading all the books, finishing all the books, I started to feel like it was pointless. Why bother going to the library if it's such a hassle, the kids aren't into it, and we don't even read all the books we borrow? And the reason to keep bothering is consistency. Consistency is required for building that action into a habit-slash-routine. If the goal is to borrow books and read the ones that we end up enjoying that are worth reading when we get home, then maybe it just takes us some time to get to that point. So I had to break it down. Getting to the library can be a hassle, and if we borrow something, then I have to go again and return it. I'm obligated. And with the mental load I carry for our busy family of four, obligating myself to something else often gets overwhelming. Even something as simple as returning a book to a library that I literally pass on my way to work. So that was the first step for me making this part of my weekly routine, just getting to the library. I had to let go of any expectations of reading all the books we get or even of just getting any books at all. The act of going to the library every week was the first thing that I needed to make a routine thing. And breaking that down even more, I needed first to make it a routine for myself and let go of any expectations that the kids join me. That was much easier to do. Every week I asked the kids if they wanted to come. Sometimes they did and sometimes they didn't. But no matter what, I went to the library. I got books for each of us. Sometimes we would read all of them in two days, sometimes none at all. The next step was to get the kids to come with me every week. I'd need to pick a time of day when we could all commit and then stop asking if they wanted to and instead say, hey kids, we're going to the library. It didn't take much longer for them to stop complaining about the weather or the walk and just start coming along because now they were used to it. Sometimes they got books, sometimes they got games, but no matter what, we went together. Once this started feeling like a more natural, routine thing to do, I moved on to each of us borrowing a book. Again, there was some resistance. My son loves the board games the library has, so I just told him he can get a game if he also chooses a book. The first book he chose was a Star Wars comic, which was much too advanced for him. But that was okay. The focus at this point was just to get him interested get him looking at books, and get him in the habit of borrowing a book with his own library card. And this is where we are now with the whole library reading routine thing. Going to the library on the same day at about the same time every week is just something we do, together. Bringing home books that each of us have chosen is just something we do, Now we're at the step where I'm working on us reading those books, or at least the ones that turn out to be worth reading. That's the great thing about public libraries is that if you don't like a book, there's no guilt in not finishing it. Nothing is lost. But getting us to read the books we bring home is something that, again, takes some intention. We can't just put the books on the kitchen table as soon as we get home, for example. I have to intentionally place them in our cozy reading area so they're already ready for us later when we're all tired and unwilling to walk downstairs to get them off the table. I have to find a way to make the books enticing to the kids. The big goal is to get them to read to me, but I have to be flexible. Especially with my son, who just learned to read this past school year, I have to listen to and respect his reading boundaries. I learned the hard way with my daughter that trying to force a kid to read when they don't want to can definitely work against you as a parent trying to encourage your kid to read. So if my son doesn't want to read the book he got, maybe we start by looking at the pictures to make it fun and enticing. Maybe I read it to him. And if he's willing, I'll just point to some words that I know he knows and he reads those. But the point is to get us into the books, interacting with the books during this routine bedtime activity. And with consistency, eventually we'll get to a place where the kids are reading the books they get from the library and hopefully it'll just be a thing that we do. And I can already see that we're getting closer to that. I tried skipping our nightly cozy reading area time once last week when we had a late day and I was exhausted and the kids did not like that. Whether or not we read, they wanted to have some hot tea and sit on our cushions and relax. That part of the reading routine is now just something we do. And those are really the thoughts I wanted to share this week. The key takeaway is that if we feel like we're failing to make a language activity or any activity, a habit, then it's possible that we need to dig a little deeper and see if we can identify what expectations we're putting on ourselves that aren't being met. Maybe a simple word change from habit to routine will make those underlying expectations more reasonable. And then, are we going all or nothing here? Are we expecting ourselves to master the routine from the beginning and turn it into a habit in three weeks' time? Or can we break the task down even smaller into tiny actions that become routine one by one? If you want to watch an episode of a TV show in your target language often, how can you turn this desire into a process instead of an all or nothing action that eventually leads to nothing? Maybe you start by just creating TV time, period. Set an alarm on your phone, and every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m., you watch an episode of a TV show in any language. Once that's part of your evening routine, maybe you go the next step and turn on subtitles in your target language. Then weeks or months later, however long it takes, turn the audio to your target language. Maybe you switch subtitles to your native language here, and then the next step is audio and subtitles in your target language. Perhaps you want to make vocabulary review a part of your daily life. How can we break this down into smaller tasks? Maybe you start by simply finding a time of day where you hold your flashcards or you open the Anki app or your vocab notebook or whatever you have. Maybe the first step isn't even reviewing, it's just getting used to being in a space with your vocabulary. Once you're used to opening that vocab tool, then you go as small as you need with the next step. Review one word, review 10 words, review for one minute or 10 minutes, whatever feels manageable to you. Make that a routine thing over the course of several weeks or however long it takes and slowly increase step by step until you get the entire action where you want it to be. It can feel like a waste of time to sit with your app open but not review any words or to watch TV in your native language when you're telling yourself that you need to in your target language or going to the library and not even getting any books. But sometimes what we need is to make a habit slash routine out of the most basic step. Because sometimes, oftentimes for many of us, getting started is the hard part. So making a habit slash routine out of getting started is exactly what we need for the rest of the action to fall into place in full. So that's where I'll leave you all this week please start thinking about a language learning win that you want to share with me for the season finale episode. I can't wait to hear and share what you all are accomplishing. And until next time, ciao.